Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of Delay Don't Deny, Living an Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than deny myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here, so let's get excited to talk to today's guest. everybody and welcome to episode 107 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today I'm here with Darmish Topawala. Darmish lives in Raleigh, North Carolina, where he is a software engineer. Welcome, Darmish. Hi, thanks, Jen. Well, I'm so glad to be here with you today. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well under the circumstances. How about you? Yep. I'm doing great too. Yeah, we're recording this at the end of April, so we are all still on isolation and lockdown and I guess you're working from home? My business is considered essential. So I was going into work for a while, but last week or so I've started working from home. Well, I'm glad they figured out a way to make that work. But, you know, hopefully by the time this comes out, we'll all be working from work, right? (laughs) I I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. We have a Hawaii vacation plan before that. So I'm hoping. 
Oh, fingers crossed. Yeah. The Delay Don't Deny cruise officially got canceled. We were supposed to go in June. And of course, Carnival canceled all sailings. So we waited, you know, as long as we could to hear what Carnival was going to do. We had a feeling it was going to happen. But it's disappointing when a vacation gets canceled. But you know what? We're all healthy. We're safe. And that's the most important thing. That's right. It just uh, could be a lot worse. Absolutely. So, you know, I like to start by asking, what brought you to intermittent fasting? And when was that? So a little bit of backstory, I guess, is I am from India. Uh, I was born and uh, spent, I think, about 14 years there. I was never an overweight kid, as per se. I mean, I was bigger than the rest of my friends, but I was never overweight. Had a lot of activity there. I was bicycling around. uh, So never had that problem. But my dad passed away in 91, so in uh, 92, my grandfather sponsored us to move to the U.S. So in 92, we moved to the U.S. in the middle of my, uh, I'm guessing it turned out to be a high school year in the U.S. So when I was 14, I moved to a different country. I lost all my friends, and uh, I lost all the activity that I was doing as well over there. So I bet that was a hard transition. At the time, were you an English speaker? Already? I was, uh, they were teaching some English over there. So I, I okay. knew some English, but it was nothing to, uh, I mean, to comprehend the accent and the right. variances that were happening over here. I wasn't really outgoing person, so to speak. I mean, it took me several years to build the friendships that I had over there because, you know, you grew up with those people. So, I mean, you have to work at it to make friends. So, I mean, come over here and uh, nothing. I mean, I was just basically in the house. 24-7, if I wasn't going to school, I was in the house. And, uh, I mean, you turn to food. Oh, yeah. And it's probably different food here than you were used to in India. Is that true? That is absolutely true. I mean, in India, we had I mean, we had trees, vegetable trees and fruit trees out in our yard that we could go pick and eat, like mangoes and oh, wow. all kinds of stuff. So it was – and then, you know, we eat vegetables every day. I mean, even if you ate meat, it was, you know, cooked – in a different way than over here. There was that there wasn't much processed food, so to speak, right. over there. And when I came over here, I mean I fell in love with the first food I can remember falling in love with was Doritos. Oh, Doritos. You know that that's something that I have <laughs> soft spot in my heart for as well. Doritos. <laughs> my grandmother was a big fan of Doritos. And yeah. she would always have bags of it in the closet. And I would just eat that. Or I mean food just became like a escape, basically. Right. That was it. I mean, I just never remember being that that's skinny ever again since that time. So that's when the weight problem started. You you were eating different foods. You were eating them to soothe yourself, and you were not as active as you had been. Correct. There was no activity. I mean, the I mean, the, I used to play cricket a lot in India. This is a sport that's played, you know, outside of the English territories, right? So to speak. And there was nothing like that over here. And so, I mean, I just completely stopped uh, doing any right. kind of activity. Uh, so that, I mean, that and then went to college. And in the summertime during college, I worked at McDonald's. So that was the end of that too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I, I, you probably, that was that food was around you all the time. I worked at a fast food restaurant in high school, Long John Silver's. Have you ever been to a Long John Silver's? I have, actually. Yeah, they're super fried and, you know, everything is deep fried there. Yep. And I just, it was yummy, right? You know, I was like, all the deep fried crumbs I could eat. Exactly. And they let you make your own sandwich. They're like, yeah. okay, well, you have lunchtime, so go ahead and make your own food. You have, you have everything to choose from. 
And uh, yeah, I would make a, you know, a double, triple chicken sandwich with you know, chicken nuggets on the side and French fries and you just eat and you just keep going. Right. Another bad thing about, a good or bad thing about here is that you can find clothes in every size you want. So you never feel like you know, you're overweight, so to speak, because you can just walk into a store and get a different size. Right. That's true. And, you know, the, the sizes have changed a lot over the years. And they have. So, and then once after college, I never did complete college. So I came back home, kept working at McDonald's, I kept gaining weight. And then, I mean, it never stopped. Uh, we moved uh, moved to Atlanta for a while. We lived uh, in Gwinnett County for yep. about, about a year and a half to two years because my sister was working there. And then moved back over here. I got a job in Raleigh at IBM in 98. And we moved back over here. And uh, at that point, I decided to do something about my weight. And I moved back to Raleigh uh, in 98. We decided to do something about my weight. I started to, every time you do something about, every time I've done something about my weight, it has always been exercise and diet. Right. So how heavy had you gotten at that point in 98? Do you remember? Uh, in 98, I would say I was close to 300 pounds. Wow. Okay. Uh, 300, I mean, for reference, I'm 5'10". Okay. The 300 pounds seems to be like the weight that I decide I want to do something about my body. It, right. It's always been through the years. Like 300 pounds is like, oh, crap, you know, I'm at 300. Now we have yeah. to do something. That was me with 200. You know, it's like as long as I was under 200. I, you know, but exactly. once I crossed that 200 threshold, for me, it was like alarm bells, you know. So I get it. There's like a certain threshold that we can't imagine being over. Yep. And you got there. I did get there. And then I saw a couple of pictures and I was like, well, got to do something. So yeah, I, we, uh, it was, it was diet and exercise. When you dieted, what was the diet that you would, would go to? It was extreme calorie restriction. Okay. That's always been my go-to. Uh, even, right. Even after the years, it's, I've always in my head thought that if I eat less, and I mean, that's something that's engraved in your head, right? Eat, eat less, move more everywhere. Right. Yeah, we, we're all taught that it's a simple math formula. That's it. You just, yeah. you know, subtract a certain number of calories and it doesn't matter what you're eating. You just eat less of it and yeah. you'll magically lose the weight, except it's impossible to not only lose it all, but to keep it off, right? That is the most hardest part is the sustain. It wasn't sustainable to me. Uh, right. My exercise was always something uh, as a punishment or something that I did to reward myself the food that I was going to eat later. Uh, and exercise should always be something to keep yourself healthy and not right. that takes a long time to to understand but it does but you know you, when we view weight loss as a math problem then exercise becomes part of the equation and you are you know subtracting from your body with the exercise you think okay exercise I'm you know I'm getting these calories out of my body by exercising and that's it you start looking at your you know Fitbit or your smartwatch and all you care about is what is that calorie burn, you know? Yeah, it's a vicious cycle to get trapped in. It is. I went out to eat, so now I got to go take a walk. Not, I don't want to take a walk because I want to enjoy the fresh air or be healthy. I want to take a walk because I want to burn out that donut that I just had. Basically. Right. And to me, that also, it seems a little bit like disordered eating. You know, if you think that, you know, now I've eaten this, now I need to do this to burn it off. To, it just, to me, feels, it feels like such a, a terrible way to live. It is. And that's, I mean, but the thing is that that's, there's no, there's, 
there's no other way that's more prevalent around you that right. you can turn to. Uh, you look around and everybody's doing the same thing, basically. Right. So how much weight were you able to lose with that calorie counting and exercise? Around that time, I lost around 50 pounds, I would say. Yeah, around 50 pounds. Uh, that took me several years, though, because uh, with that kind of uh, mentality and process, uh, you you seem to fall off the wagon, so to speak, quite a bit. Right. So around 2000, around 2000 or so, uh, I bought a house. In 2001-ish, I, went, I was continuing this extreme weight loss through a year, two, three years, uh, going to the gym, waking up at five in the morning, uh, going to the gym. But I can't remember feeling healthy. Right. I remember feeling smaller, but I don't remember feeling stronger or healthier. That's a, a great point because I look back, the smallest I ever got in my adult life was in the um, early 90s. And I was doing a low-fat diet because that was the trend at the time. But I was eating a lot of low-fat junk food, you know, like right. snack well cookies and, you know, low-fat SpaghettiOs had no fat. You know, if you bought the plain ones, I was yep. eating SpaghettiOs and snack wells. And I got so skinny. I think I was 118 pounds. I'm 5'5". Five, five. But I looked terrible. When I look back at the photos, I was skinny, but I looked very unhealthy. Yeah. And even though I was working out and I was lifting, lifting weights, it's always, I always like lifting weights, but I've always, I've never seen the, uh, I've never seen the benefits of lifting, but as in like, I was stronger, but I, I couldn't see the muscle definition because right. I guess the fat was still there. Yeah. It was under there somewhere, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, I remember I remember being smaller. I mean, I, I met my wife around uh, 2001, uh, early 2002. And then I continued working out because there was some motivation there, right? Because right. You know, I haven't met somebody. We were going out. And then we got married in 2002, at the end of 2002. And uh, that's when it kind of stopped because, you know, it's the honeymoon period, so to speak, right? You uh, Right. And with this kind of weight loss, it's when you, when you always have diet and exercise together. And they depend on each other. If you stop one of them, the balance is completely off. And then the weight yo-yos up. Correct. So is that what happened with you? That's exactly what happened. It, over the years, it just started coming back up because because I stopped I stopped doing extreme dieting, and there wasn't enough exercise I could do to offset the amount of eating that I was doing. And our bodies just really fight back. In my new book, Fast Feast Repeat, I have a whole section about what happens and how our bodies really do fight back with this, you know, prolonged calorie restriction. And it's really just those mechanisms that are in place. And we feel so weak, you know, like, oh, it's my fault. I can't stick to it. But it's your body forcing you, you know, to eat more because your body thinks you're like going to die. All right. And like I said, you can't. You can't outrun your diet, and right. that, and, that, and that's the truth. And I tried, yeah. but it didn't it didn't work. So eventually, I stopped basically. And then a year or two later, we started again. We we decided as a couple that we wanted to work out. Right? We wanted to right. say like, let's. Uh, my my wife never has never had a weight problem. She's gained, she's yeah, she gains weight here and there, but then she uh, she loses it. She controls her eating. She loses it, and then she. She works hard at it. I'm not saying it's easy for her, but right. But she she's kept her handle on it. Correct. I mean, I guess she wanted to help me out, but she right. said, "Let's let's go work out." And so we we started that again. We started 
second time we did it, we started going to the gym again in the morning. But this time around, we started to do low carb. Okay. So, and, and this time, it, we took it, well, maybe not her, but I took it to the extreme this time around because we, um, at this point, all my weight had come back. I was back to around 290, 300 pounds. And uh, we took it to the extreme this time around. I did. I, I was taking pills, right? All the diet pills. Right. They were yep. in the market. Were they prescription? Are you just the ones you get off the shelf? Yeah, just the one that get off the shelf. I mean, I was taking, I'm not sure if you remember, ephedra. Yeah, I do. And and now it's like banned, right? Right. So I was I was taking that before it was banned, right? Yep. I'm sure I took that. Yeah. I'm sure I had that one too. I would go to the diet aisle of the drugstore and say, what's here? And I would try something. I'd try it briefly. And yeah, thinking that the, the answer was in that little box. I was always on the bodybuilding.com site on their forums and just on the supplement section, just I would just read every single day, okay, what's the new hot supplement that's going to help me lose this weight or keep it off? Yeah. And I would buy it and I would, it got to a point where uh, every time we would go out to eat somewhere, I would have like a pouch of pills that I'd take before I would eat my dinner. That is true. That is, you know, it would, you're supposed to eat it or take it like what, 20 minutes before your meal or something, right. whatever the various supplements were. And that's why it always failed because I would forget or I would yeah. eat something, and then you would have another supplement to add to the junk drawer. And I would have alarms set on my phone to take the pills. Yeah. And uh, we took something, I mean, I was taking something called CLA that was supposed to block the absorption of fat in your body. Uh, right. And, oh, my God. It was, I mean, that and that used to make you run to the bathroom because it literally... <laughs> it comes right out. Right. And it was <laughs> <Yeah>. like... Whoops. <laughs> it was... It was I mean, it was a fear because right? you go out to eat somewhere and I'm like, well, I'm eating this meal which is mostly fat and I'm about to take this. So it's like finding an exit strategy. You would eye your bathroom saying, okay, the bathroom's over there. I got to keep an eye on it because I'm going to use it later. Yeah, we were desperate though. You know, I get it. You know, we, anybody who's ever done these types of things, we totally understand. And, you know, all we can do is look back and laugh. But yeah, I remember my anniversary one year at this <laughs> I had read a book. It was called The Shangri-La Diet, and it had to do with chugging. You chugged oil like an hour before you were going to eat, and it was supposed to reset. I don't know. So I chugged. I had some MCT oil, and I chugged it and on a totally empty stomach, and this was going to, you know, whatever. And then, oh, my gosh, when you chug MCT oil on an empty stomach, same thing. It goes right through you. So I remember sitting at the, the fancy restaurant with my husband and I was like, I've got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've never been back to that restaurant. I think I've blocked it out because it was such a miserable experience. Uh, but oh my Lord, I don't recommend anyone do that. Don't do that. <laughs> any kind of pills that blocks absorption of a certain yeah. macronutrient in your body. I mean, looking back now, right? It's really- right. But it's like you said, we were, we were desperate, and you, I mean, I was taking six or seven pills before my meals at a time, and that I mean, you would think that something was working. I don't know what was working, but I mean, I, I was losing weight. Maybe right. it was exercise. Maybe it was the low carb. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the low carb. My God, low carb is so hard. It you know it is unless some people love it and and they're like wow this is so easy and life is like it should be and I you know I believe there are people that feel that way but I am not one of them it was very hard for me I never right. felt great I mean I come from India and right low carb and Indian food 
it doesn't go in the same sentence, no. to be honest with you. <laughs> Definitely not. And my mom lives with me. So she loves to cook. She's always in the kitchen. And it's kind of uh, uh, disheartened her as well when we were doing low-carb because anything that she made, it was like, well, I'm sorry, sorry, I can't have this. It's mainly stuff that was packaged because that's we could – you know, we could read the macronutrients on it and eat it that way. Right. So, I mean, and I, I couldn't ask my mom for a recipe either because with her cooking and with most cooking, it's, you know, it's almost like a pinch of this and a dash of that and a handful of that. And it's like, well, what does that mean? Right. Well, you know, it's when you, when you grow up making a recipe, you know, I made potato salad the other day and my husband said, you know, could you write the recipe down? I'm like, no. <laughs> you just mix it together till it looks right. And, you, you know, you can't explain that in a recipe. Stop when it looks right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what she would say. It's, you know, I just kind of look at the color of the food and if it's okay, then it's good to go. Right. I'm like, well, sorry, mom, I can't eat that then. It's like, yeah. oh, well, yeah, that continued for a bit until we had, we had kids. Uh, we had our first daughter two years later and uh, that kind of slowed down. You know, my wife was busy. Obviously, she was pregnant, right? So uh, the working out kind of stopped because she was my partner working out, and uh, so that that's another point where it stopped, and then the weight started coming back on. And the, after that point, it never. We had our son in two thousand seven, uh, three years later. So the weight was continued to come on at that point because I there was no exercising in between those two kids, and then uh, I think two thousand ten is when I started again because my weight's went up to around 290, 300 again. And then yep. that's my point. So I'll say, well, you got to do again. That would always happen for me. It would be an alarm size. Like once I got to, I think it was, you know, size 14, size 16, I was like, whoop, whoop, time to rein it in. That was my yo-yo high point. You know, when yep. I would get to that size, you know, I would be like, all right, time to do something. And then I would do something really hard and really extreme. And and this time around, same thing. Yeah. But this time I didn't do low carb. This time I countered everything that I ate. I used to started using my fitness pal and obsessively just started jogging, logging down everything that I did. I would watch my mother cook this time. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna eat your food, but I'm gonna watch you cook. And then I'm like, okay, how much is that? Right. So you could know what was in it. Right. It's like, oh don't put that oil in there, you know, or, <laughs> or yeah, yeah. here's a teaspoon, you know, just use that and see how much it is. And it was it was tough uh, because, and that's also back to eating processed food because you know processed food has nutritional contents on there. So exactly, yep, that's the thing. You know, I really think that trying to count stuff encourages processed food more than anything else because you can count it so easily. Yep. Whether you're counting the macros or the calories, it's right there. And so you're like, well, I'm just going to eat this box of food because I know what it is. Exactly. You know, yeah. But your body doesn't know what it is because it's not real food. But yeah. And uh, yeah, going out to restaurants, I would only go out to restaurants that had the nutritional values uh, online where I can see and uh, missed out on a lot of food. And I mean, my family was very supportive. They would, uh, you know, do whatever. I wanted to do go out. They would say, "Okay, let's go out here. Let's not go there." But so yeah, we did that. My weight came down this time. I got down pretty low. I got down to around two twenty this time around. I lost a good, um, good seventy five to eighty pounds this time around. Doing just very uh, low calorie diet, logging everything I ate, and then exercising again. 
But it was miserable, right? Right. Like I said, exercise was mainly used for reward and punishment. Right. So, yeah, 2010. Honestly, I cannot remember. Oh, so I can remember, yes. So that continued for about three or four years until we sold. I used to work out in my garage because uh, I it was too hard for me to get up in the morning this time around and go to the gym to work out for the amount of time that I wanted to work out because of the food that I was eating to offset the food. Right. So I started working out in my garage at the house. Uh, I had weightlifting equipment in my garage and it was working out pretty well. I had most of the stuff I needed in the garage. I would come home after work and I would work out in the garage and things were good. Uh, I was like, okay, if I can continue doing this, then maybe I can maintain the weight. But you know, things always change. We needed a bigger house. We had two kids and my mom was living with us. So we sold that house and we bought a new house, which was being built. So we had eight months of gap in between those two houses. So we had to move to an apartment between houses. And that's when I lost all my workout equipment. Right. Because you had no garage. You were in the apartment. Correct. And I didn't want to go to the gym. So like I said, one thing, you lose one thing in that and the whole equation is offset. So yeah, the momentum is just lost. And then there's the weight again. Yep. And the whole disarray of this being a house being built and just keeping constant watch on what's going on and the closing and all that stuff. It's like you already know, it's it's stressful. It is, yeah. So yeah, it the weight came back on slowly, and uh, even after I was like, I said to myself, okay, we'll move into a new house, and we've got a bigger house this time with a basement. And uh, I said to myself, I'll you know start again when we get into the new house. I have a basement to myself. I'll make it a gym, and we'll we'll go from there. And you know, you you say these things to yourself to make yourself feel better so you can, you know, go back to eating the way you wanted to eat. Right. And it was always you were gonna start when this other other thing happened. Yeah. Yep. I get it. That's that's the story we tell ourselves. Well, you know, right now is not a good time. I'm in this apartment. I'll just, you know, I'll deal with it later. That's what happened. Uh, we right. moved, we moved to the new house in uh, two thousand fifteen, but all my weightlifting stuff was uh in uh, the storage and it stayed there for <laughs> but I never brought it back here. And like I said, I had a basement here. I, I set up a movie room downstairs and not a gym and uh, yeah, you know, continued eating the way I wanted to eat until the weight came back on again. Like you say, it was yo-yo. Right. And then there you are back at 300 again. So this time around in uh, late 2018, I basically gave up because, you know, you, you keep going back and forth and uh, right. you're like, well, you know, I always liked wearing formal clothes or, you know, looking, uh, not fancy, but you're know, looking like a dress up. You feel good when you are dressed up. Correct. And, you know, I, I couldn't do that because I was always wearing, uh, I was always wearing gym shorts and t-shirt or always wearing, you know, something that was very loose on me. And I didn't want to buy any fancy clothes, any expensive clothes, because, you know, in your head, you're like, I'm going to lose the weight, so I don't want to spend money on this right. fancy clothes. Around 2018, I'm like, you know what, this is it. I'm not going to lose this weight anymore, and I'm going to stay at this weight. And if I'm going to stay at this weight, then I'm going to start dressing up better. You know, I also went through that give up phase, and I gave up between 2012, 2013, 2014, I, I mean, I, I still tried here and there, but I was mostly had given up. And right before 2014, when I really 
the last time when I really lost the weight, I gave away all my skinny clothes. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm done. I'm, ne- I'm just giving up. I'm never, I mean, I kept a few things I still have, but I was like, I just was, that was it. There's a big step. I mean, it's, it's almost like, you know, you said, okay, I lose, but I'm going to get something out of it. So right. I started, I started buying clothes in that size. I started investing in being that size. I started, I, get it. I started buying and the belts were really uncomfortable for me because I had, I was a size 44 in my pants and uh, belts are really like tourniquets basically for right. guys that size. And uh, so I, I bought suspenders. I was going to wear suspenders and I basically invested in a, a lifestyle that was going to be around 300 pounds for my entire life because I'm like, this is it. And so, yeah, I had given up and then I don't know. I can't tell you honestly what happened in 2019. I think it was uh, in the middle of 2019 is I was just sitting down on my couch. I go through Reddit a lot to get my news. Right. And so that's what I heard for intermittent fasting. The first time around is on Reddit. They have a subreddit for intermittent fasting. Yep. I've seen that there. I don't go to Reddit. I don't right. spend time there, but I'm, I'm familiar with it. So I was, it always kept popping up. Like every once in a while, it would pop up in my top stories. One of the uh, progress pictures would pop up. Uh, saying I, I lost 50 pounds, 60 pounds, eating whatever I wanted. And, you know, I'll say, huh, that can't be. Based on my experience, you know, oh, that can't be real. So Yeah, because those of us that had dieted for so long, that's very appealing. Right. <laughs> I'm like, what's the catch? I'm not looking yeah. into this. I, I don't have time for this. Right. And then I don't know what happened one day. I was, this is funny. I'm, I'm sitting there watching a movie in my theater room eating a big bag of popcorn, looking at this diet picture and saying, you know what? I think I'm going to start this diet. Yeah. And as I continue to eat that butter popcorn, it's like, huh, tomorrow. It's going <laughs> tomorrow. to happen tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell you why, but I went on that subreddit. I read all the information that I could find. I Googled everything. And I said, tomorrow I'm going to start this. So I started to next day. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium, and specifically, Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency. And, in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code IFSTORIES10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash IFSTORIES, promo code IFSTORIES10. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for clean eating, delivering pre-portioned and prepped quality whole foods with limited processed ingredients. Green Chef sends organic, fresh produce, responsibly sourced proteins, and chef-designed recipes in every box for satisfying, nourishing, and convenient meals that fit in beautifully to my cleanish lifestyle, and the food is totally window-worthy. 
Tonight, we're having barbecue sweet potato tacos with cabbage and carrot slaw, black beans, corn, and cheesy tortillas, and they come with Green Chef's chimichurri sauce. So good. Go to greenchef.com slash ifstories50 and use the promo code ifstories50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's greenchef.com slash ifstories50. And don't forget to use the promo code ifstories50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. After I finished that bag of popcorn, I said, Okay, I'm not going to eat anymore until lunch tomorrow. And uh, I'm very stubborn. I mean, I, I have a, I have a very obsessive personality. So if I decided that I want to do something, I, I have a strong will. Right. And, you know, it's obvious because of all the, the dieting that you did and how hard you tried. You know, people who looked at you at 300 pounds would not have realized how hard you had tried. I mean, you tried and tried and tried and tried. You have got, I mean, the fact that you were able to lose the weight all those times fighting against your body, that's an iron will, right? My wife says she's very jealous of the way, I mean, I can, I can look at, if I've made up my mind, I can look at a big piece of cake or donut in front of me saying, nope, not going to have it. I started with, uh, what did I start with? I think I started with, uh, 16, 16, eight. Yeah. Uh, I started with 16, eight and, uh, I was like, okay, let's give it a shot. And I didn't tell anybody I was doing this because I told my mom I was doing it uh, because my mom had always uh, pushed for fasting, but for religious reasons. Right. I was betting that was why. And uh, astrological reasons. Uh, my mom is a big believer in astro- astrology. Okay. So she's always about, you know, this this planet is in misalignment with this planet. And she's like, if you if you fast on Thursdays, then... It will appease this planet and, you know, things will work out for you. And I'll say, okay, mom, if it makes you feel better, <laughs> I will fast on Thursdays. So, but her, it wasn't clean fasting, basically. Especially if you started off from Reddit, there's all kind of crazy advice out there, right? Right. right. So she would, I mean, she would always be like, okay, eat fruit or, you know, or, or you can drink dry Kobe stuff like that. But when I, when I started, I was kind of aware of eating food. Like right. If you, if you ate something that it would break your fast. So, and I didn't. I already knew what kind of stuff diets sodas were doing to you. Even though I was a big Diet Mountain Dew drinker, I would drink that. Oh, yeah. I used to drink Diet Mountain Dew. There, yeah. I had a whole period of time where everyone knew me for Diet Mountain Dew. I had one with me all the time. Yeah. I have a big collection at work where, you know, the Diet Mountain Dew started doing this one from every state kind of uh, bottles. And I used to have one from every state up on my – and I just – I quit sodas, cold turkey. Uh, next day, I quit. I went to Perrier. I realized that I liked the carbonation and not the actual diet flavor. I just needed carbonation. Yeah, me too. I'm sitting here with my San Pellegrino right now. Yeah, so that that, that was a, that was a very good discovery that I was only drinking the diet sodas for the carbonation, and I was like, well, that's awesome. Then I can just quit that, and I did. Uh, sixteen eight. I started sixteen eight. It was a struggle. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It it was not easy. I was watching my watch. I was counting the time until I could eat. And there was some gorging involved. Right. <laughs> Once uh, my window opened. But I think it took a week. It took a week. People complain about black coffee as well. I mean, I'm, I'm a coffee drinker. I'm, a lot of people from India drink tea. My entire family drinks tea, but uh, I don't. And I, I'm a big coffee drinker. And switching to black coffee wasn't I mean, it, it was it was tough, 
but it wasn't as tough because I, I said that this is what I have to do, period. Right. Uh, I mean, I was thinking about... And you did it. I was thinking of it as a, as a medicine, basically. Right, right. This was mid-2019? Yeah, July. July 11th. Okay, July. 2019 is when I started. I mean, I've, I've taken pills before for uh, losing weight. Why not black coffee? There you go. <laughs> so, why not, right? I mean, if it's going to help me, why not try it? Right. So, yeah, I started drinking black coffee. I realized that hot black coffee was not my thing, So, but cold brew was definitely my thing. That helped me a lot. That's a great tip because it really does change the the whole experience, having a cold brew coffee. It's smoother. And so, yeah, so anybody struggling with hot black coffee, consider the, the cold brew. Definitely. And cold brew as in not – I mean – so there's a difference between actually getting the hot coffee and cooling it down versus making the cold brew itself. Right. Brew, the brewing process is different. Correct. The bitterness still transfers over from the hot coffee if you drink it cold. Right. But if you do a cold brew itself, then it just completely changes the equation. So you make your own cold brew at home? I do. Yeah. And I really recommend that because the thing about cold brew coffees, if you buy them in the bottle, it's it's very tricky. A lot of them, like there's one brand that people always love and they're always coming to the Facebook groups. and They're like, this brand is so delicious. And it has like a mystery ingredient. It calls uh, it natural flavors. But I think it's some kind of sweetener because people love it. <laughs> and they won't tell you what it is if you contact them. And then some of the brands have citric acid in there as a preservative. But citric acid also adds a tangy flavor. So it's really, you have to read those labels if you're buying a cold brew coffee or a a tea that's already bottled. But making it yourself is like cheaper, easier, and you know it doesn't have anything weird in it. Yep. And you can use whatever coffee, whatever coffee grounds you want. Yep. I don't like the sourness and this is, this completely takes care of it. So yeah, I was drinking, but the one thing I was doing during my fasting was I was drinking um, flavored LaCroix. Okay. Uh, That was the only thing I was doing. Because I needed some kind of flavor, but you know, honestly, Lacroix flavors. I mean, I've seen I've seen jokes about them online where it says you know, watermelon watermelon flavors. Like, you know, it was it passed a field of watermelons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was touched by a raspberry. I mean, that, yeah, that makes right. sense because I was like, where is the raspberry in this? I don't yeah. taste it. So I was like, but then I did. I didn't read your book first. I found your Facebook group first. I had to confess, I had intentions of reading your book, but I did lie on your form when it said oh, read the book. Okay. <laughs> we The moderators and I often wonder about that. Yeah. So <laughs> I had full intentions of reading the book, but at that uh, point, I wanted the information. So I just right. wanted to get into the group. So Okay. Well. I didn't read the book. I listened to the book. Okay. Well, that works too. Right. Listening works and you hear me read it to you. So. <laughs> right. So. I got a lot, lots of lots of good information from the Facebook group. And I, I honestly believe, Jen, that your achievement is not the book. Your achievement is the support group. Well, thank you. And, you know, that really is, you know, I spend over 40 hours a week on Facebook. Right. You know, my, my phone tells me that because we have, you know, the app, whatever it is, like screen time on an iPhone that shows how mm-hmm. much you were on there. I spend over 40 hours a week in these Facebook groups, and it's a really big job, but it is a labor of love. It is, and I truly believe that that is where the changes to people happen. Is They read stories, they look at pictures, and they get information from there. And the book is awesome. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the book simplifies a lot of things that you read 
in other places and gives you a very good, very good summary and very good, uh, uh, and a very good direction to go into. But you have questions even after you right. read the book. Yeah. And the support group is where it, it all comes together. It basically it came together for me anyway. Other than the fact that, you know, every other question is asking what fasting app people uses. <laughs> but it's true. Sorry. Besides, <laughs> people really want to know. <laughs> I'm like, it's literally, it's literally in the post above yours. If you just right, scroll right. up a little bit. Anyway. <laughs> Everyone thinks they're the first person to ask that question. <laughs> search. I always search. Yeah. Good. Yay. <laughs> I'm an introvert. I actually ask my questions 15 times in my head before I ask it out loud. I so get I, it, yeah. I carry the same philosophy online as well. But yeah, I, I I started I started seeing the weight just come off, basically. I mean, I was I was eating. I would come home from work. I found out that after a week or two, I could keep pushing my lunch back. Yeah. And uh, I basically st- uh, stopped having lunch as well. And from I went from 16.8 to uh, 18.6. And then from eighteen six, I went to twenty. I went to twenty and four, and there was a seamless transition to me. That seems to be a really good sweet spot, right there. You know, yeah. I, I've been recently with the whole pandemic and being home and being stressed, and my husband's home, and so he's like, "Hey, let's have daiquiris," or you know, in the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> I had started stretching my window, so I pulled out my app again that I hadn't used yeah. in in years since twenty sixteen, and I have realized I really feel great at twenty four. Right. And the 24, I'm actually, 24 is when I was most of the time. And uh, I'm down to 22.2 at this point. Yeah. Sometimes I'll even, I even will have a two-hour window sometimes. And that feels really good too. I'm not trying to push it. I'll open my window earlier. And then you're just full though, but you've had enough. Right. And I'm like, well, I will keep it open. I tell myself, I will keep it open in case something window worthy happens to come There you go. Yeah. Yeah. But never does. (laughs) Yeah, like I closed my window the other day, and then my husband brought me another glass of wine. And so I'm like, all right, I'll reopen it. Because, you know, who's going to turn down your husband bringing you a glass of wine? Yeah. I mean, I, I could have, but <laughs> I did I don't not. drink, so. Okay. Yeah. You would turn that down. But <laughs> yeah. it was a nice gesture. I and I, d- I didn't say, no, my window's closed. I just, you know. And even so, my window ended up being three hours, I think, that day. So This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx Service Guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, the coldest case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. 
Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. I've lost 90 pounds so far. That's amazing. So are you, you're lower now than you had been when you would lose weight with the, the really hard dieting. Correct. I was, I remember being close to 220s or lower 210s, and I'm 206 right now. Wow. Oh, I'm so excited to hear that. Honestly, my goal was my goal was 220 when I started because that's what I remember as being, you know, small. Right. And uh, I passed that goal, and I said, and I, and I told myself I didn't want to exercise because I told you before that they always went hand in hand with me, and if I stopped one, then the other one would stop as well. So I was like, I want to do just my diet part right. of it and see if I can lose my weight that way and then add exercise to better myself, to better my body and feel healthy instead of trying to offset what I was eating. Well, I love that philosophy of that you're going to work out because it feels good and it's good for you, but it's not like hand in hand with, you know, like I'm going to work off that whatever I had, you know, you're not doing that. Right. Because you say it's a very unhealthy mindset because yes. then- then you get put off by exercise as well because you're like, I have to do this. I have to exercise because I ate that donut. Right. And I didn't want to have to do anything. I wanted to do it. I love that. I told myself that I will start exercising when I get to my lowest point that I remember being because at that point I could have proven to myself that I can do this just by diet and not by punishing myself with exercise. And I, I, I hate cardio. I just, I can't do it. I mean, I, I did do it before, but... I tell my family, if you see me running, something bad is happening and you better start running too. That's the way I feel too. I'm the same way. And, you know, I don't love cardio. You know, I'll hula hoop a little bit. I will jump on my rebounder. I stand on my vibration plate, which is certainly not really cardio, <laughs> but <laughs> but I don't want to do cardio either. I don't like exercise classes that are cardio. I don't want to run, you right. know, I don't like it. My body doesn't want to do it. I like lifting weights. I don't like cardio. Right. I'm getting older. I mean, I'm 42 and I don't have that joint flexibility that, you know, I did when I was lifting weights before. And I didn't want to do free weights or I didn't want to do big weights that I did before. So I, I got resistant bands and uh, I started doing resistant bands training the last month and a half uh, in my basement. And uh, I just have five bands of resistant bands and they are working amazingly well for me. And they're also easy to, to handle. It is. They're very easy to handle. They're very easy on your body, but you still get the resistance. I mean, right. your muscles don't care whether they're dumbbell or resistant uh, or Correct. They just look for resistance. Correct. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I've seen, I'm seeing muscle definition that I didn't see before when I was working out like crazy and even a month and a half was just doing resistance training. Wow. You know, you've got the benefits of the fasted working out with the right. increased human growth hormone that we exactly. see. So, yeah. I work out in my 21st to 22nd hour of my fast. Awesome. So as soon as I finish uh, my workout, the first thing I do is I have two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar to break my fast. And then I just have some protein. I have, I love cottage cheese. I know most people don't, but. I love cottage cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love, I have a big bowl of cottage cheese and I put some protein powder in there and that sweetens it. Ooh, I bet that's delicious. Yeah, so chocolate protein powder. Ooh, I bet that's – I haven't had cottage cheese in – gosh, I don't even know when because it's not something that I buy. Yeah. But I should get some. I would really love it. I love I cottage I forgot cheese. about how much I love it. 
It's got that little slightly tangy flavor. People don't like the texture, but I love chewing on each I like single it too. curd. I yeah. like the texture too. Do you like buttermilk? Have you ever had buttermilk? Oh, I love buttermilk. I love buttermilk too. I've got yeah. some in the fridge right now because I made some Irish soda bread and it called for buttermilk. And I remember watching my grandmother drink buttermilk and I had forgotten. So it's like nostalgic, but delicious. Yeah, we drink buttermilk in India. We have buttermilk with salt and cumin and uh, mm. some pepper. Oh, and I bet that's delicious. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, since July 19th, I've been, I've been fasting and I have... Uh, fasted through the holidays, I will tell you that I have ate a lot to Thanksgiving and Christmas. I basically, the month of December, ate out almost every night with friends. Wow. And you were still losing the weight. I mean, you've really done well because we're recording this in late April. So you've lost 90 pounds from July until the end of April. That is phenomenal. Thank you. I'm down to a pant size 34 from 44. Wow. And uh, I always kept uh, three different uh, piles of clothes in my closet. I've always had one that I wear now, one that's a little bit looser, and I know one one that's a little bit tighter. And the third one is the in your dreams kind of a collection, right? Where, you know, and I've blown through all three of them. Love it. So now I did and during Thanksgiving. I bought some clothes because of Black Friday sale, and now they're too big. So yep. <laughs> I don't want to buy, and I don't want to. I've gone from a triple XL shirt size to now needing a large shirt size. So all my clothes I'd right now that I had bought during Thanksgiving were extra large. So now I'm not, I don't know, I don't know what to do anymore. Uh, I don't want to buy any more clothes. Well, you know, don't go too crazy. Give yourself time for your body to adjust because, you know, I did the same thing when I got down to a size 10. I felt so good after being, you know, a 16, probably 18, really. I was lying to myself, but. I was like feeling so good at that size 10 that I bought a ton of clothes. Right. And then I only could wear them for like a month. And honestly, my my scale hasn't moved in the last maybe two weeks, three weeks. It's been, I've, I'm going between 204 and 208. Uh, but, but I'm seeing changes. Right. Especially with the muscle building, right? Correct. And I mean, I've taken it. It's just gotten me to do some double takes walking through the mirrors. Like, wait, wait a minute. Was that there before? I don't see it. And I didn't see that before. And the clothes fit differently as well. I bought some suits before that. I think I was, I was a size 54 in my suit and I bought 40, I bought 44 suit size. And that was in January and it was, I couldn't button it up. I was like, and you know, this time I said, you know what? I'll fit into it. And I had confidence in that statement. Yeah. That, you know, I get it too. I bought a really expensive coat in 2015 when I was almost at my goal weight, not quite there, but almost there. But it was a coat and it was really tight, but it was expensive. And I was like, if I gain one pound, I will not be able to button this coat, but I'm going to buy it anyway, because I know, I know this time it feels different. I just knew it was different. And you know, I still have that coat and it's loose. But I still wear it. You know it works. Yeah, exactly. And now, even without the scale moving, that suit is fitting me better. Now I can button it up and I know changes are happening. So I'm not discouraged. Right. I wouldn't even say that I weigh myself. I would say that I record my weight. That makes sense. You're just using it as information, but you're more concerned with how your body is changing. Correct. And, you know, my, my goal weight is whatever. I don't... Yeah. I mean, my goal weight is whatever now. I don't care. I, I want to fit into clothes a certain way and not right. weigh a certain number. 
Yeah, that's where the power is when you finally disconnect from, you know, having a scale number. Like, you know, I there was somebody recently in the group who was like, I, you know, I weigh whatever it is today, but I really want to lose these four more pounds. And my I can't lose these four more pounds. And I'm like, you got to get rid of that, that idea. You yeah. may never lose those four pounds, but actually be smaller than you thought you'd be. Yeah. You know, get that, get rid of that, that number. You put on a piece of clothing and you just like the way it sits on your body. And that's the feeling yep. you want. That is exactly it. That is all I need right now is that. And, you know, I always know if I've loosened up too much and then I need to tighten it up a little bit, I always can tell, you know, that's the the beauty of maintenance. You know, your honesty pants let you know, but you know what to do and it's really easy. Just tighten up a little bit. Boom. There you go. Have you had any health changes? I haven't been to the doctor since I started this. Oh, wow. Because it was past, it was just past my yearly checkup already. And then I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll do my next yearly checkup and I go back and, you know, doctor will be impressed. But, you know, considering what's happening right now, right? I haven't been to the doctor in the past couple of months and I don't see when I'll go to the doctor next. Your doctor is going to be blown away. Right. I feel better, right? I don't have any crashes. There's no okay. uh, constant energy throughout the day. All the, all the benefits, I'm seeing them. And uh, I did have high blood pressure and gout before, but I'm still taking those pills because I don't want to stop them. Okay. So we'll see what the doctor says. But other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling great. I've, I'm awake more. Uh, I, my mind is sharper. I don't know. I, I feel like a kid. I don't know what to tell you. It's just, it's a good feeling. Keep an eye on your blood pressure because we, I've actually heard, you know, a lot of people through the Facebook groups and even people here on the podcast who were taking high blood pressure medication and then fasting, they got so much better that they didn't need the same amount of high blood pressure blood pressure medicine. So if you start to feel dizzy or lightheaded during the fast, get that blood pressure check just to be safe because you might be taking more than you need. Right. I've actually felt that recently where I would okay. get up too fast and I would feel dizzy. Get that checked out. Go ahead and you know see if you can get a, a blood pressure reading and, and then call your doctor or see if you can get in there, even though it might be hard right now, just because your dosage may need to be changed, but you need to have that looked at. I think I would want to yep. do that. Well, that's fabulous. I've actually helped a couple of people. But I mean, yeah, I've told a friend who's doing it and I've told a work coworker who also did it and they both lost weight and they continue to do it. So I don't go out and preach it, but if people ask me how I lost the weight, then I definitely inform them. Yeah, probably once all this is over and you go back to the actual workplace day to day, people are going to be even more amazed because oh, yeah. you will have transformed even more and they're going to be like, all right, you got to tell me how to do it. <laughs> Even my friends who haven't seen me, we haven't we haven't actually met in the last month and a half. So we haven't right. met since we have started resistance training. And my body has changed quite a bit after that as well. So I'm sure right. you'll see improvements as well. I bet. They're going to be blown away because you're going to look younger, stronger. You know, you're just going to be more vibrantly healthy. Yeah. So that's fabulous. I love that you're willing to share it, but you're not preaching it, but you will tell them when they want to know because – I think that people really are looking for, you know, like you and I searched for so long before we found this and we tried everything, but this is like so much the opposite of the struggle from before. It is. And and this time around, I'm like, I'm even in the mentality, okay, you know what? Bring on the weight because I know how to lose it now. But it won't happen. That's right, not going to exactly. happen. <laughs> exactly. So I'm not afraid. Yeah. Right. Because you know what to do. And you also realize you don't feel better when you eat a lot more. Like if you have a day oh, off God. or you have yes. a long day, you're like, oh, I don't want to do that tomorrow. Yeah, I need a nap. Yeah. I don't like that feeling at all. 
Well, we are almost out of time. So as we get to the end, I like to ask, what would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting? Or what do you wish you knew when you first started? I wish that I would have taken pictures. Oh, gosh, I do too. Yeah, that's the best, having pictures. Yeah, so take uh, a lot of pictures. That's when you can see. Uh, and I wish that I started resistance training a little earlier. I mean, I know I know the goal that I had in mind was to 220. Right. But I wish that I, started, I had started earlier because well, I only say that because I see the difference now. And I'm thinking, you always think that what would have happened if I had done more of it earlier. Right. But, um, and also, I like to tell people, and I see this a lot on Facebook, is this is not a wagon. You don't Correct. fall off of it. Yep, it's a path. Exactly. It's a path. You get distracted sometimes and you go off the path, but just get back on there. There's no punishing yourself. I actually have a chapter in Fast Feast Repeat. The whole chapter is that there is no wagon <laughs> because I, I don't want people to think about, oh, I'm cheating. I'm off the wagon. No, you're not. It's day to day. Just Right. You ate more this today, just tomorrow. It's another day. Just Correct. I want to tell people that you know they have already won. They've already made the hardest decision of their life to change their body. That is the hardest decision. I love so that. Everything else after that is just part of the process. But that decision, there are billions of people out there or millions of people out there that are overweight. They have not made the decision to change the, their lives. And the people who have made that decision, they, they've already won. They're already ahead of the curve. So stop punishing yourself over the fact that you messed up one day. And, you know, now that we understand biology, we know why our body fought back and why we yo-yoed back up. Yeah, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. And you were trying so hard. Those of us that have yo-yoed tried so hard, but you just can't. You just can't do that forever. But intermittent fasting, you can do forever. Just hold on to the decision to better yourself. You already made that decision. Hold on to the decision. And then that's the hardest part of the process. Once you've done that, just... The rest of the things will come. Just don't change your, just keep going. Absolutely. It works. And take pictures. It does. And it's freeing, freeing, absolutely freeing. But yes, take the pictures and then have them to come back to later because then you will really be amazed because you may not realize how big you actually were until you see it next to your new slimmer body. Right, exactly. And it's, it's hard for people to find pictures because I know I didn't take many pictures when I was big. I would always hide. Oh, yeah, me too. Right, you'll be hard pressed to find any pictures when you were big, because you weren't in, you weren't in them. You were always taking them. But you're going to want to have them one day. Right, exactly. So take pictures and don't beat yourself over this. Well, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed talking to you, and congratulations. And I look forward to seeing your transformation even more in the Facebook groups. And thanks for doing all you do, Jen. It helps a lot. Thank you. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at 
hello at resonaterecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast.